0: Hey, that's nice. Here we go. Hey, girl, you just tuned into the Brittany Smith podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both, and sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation. And if you're a mama, you understand conversations, because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith podcast. Hello, hello, ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Brittany Smith Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Whichever you are tuning in by, we're so glad that you're here today. Um, As you know, we are here. We always have an amazing guest with an amazing story that you're always going to walk away with some practical tips as well. And today I have my new friend, Stephanie LaFlora of Crown Hunt. She's here. Y'all, she just had a baby and she's looking beautiful. It looks good on her she got that glow the glow is still glowing okay it's still glowing (laughs) yes 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 so stephanie thank you for joining us today thank you for having me here today it's a pleasure yes ma'am so let's jump right into it um stephanie tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit about like your backstory um who you are and what you do
1: Yeah, so I'm originally from Chicago, which I rep forever. (laughs) I've been in Colorado, though, for 10 years. So that's like a huge contrast. Chicago, I'm a city girl, but then I'm also been in Colorado. So I've been in this zen, peaceful place because it's beautiful out here, but it's also a really um, cool startup and tech Culture. So I actually came out to Colorado 10 years ago uh, to work in tech and um, in marketing. And I have been in this build a product scale a product mode for a long time. And um, I actually originally thought about Crown Hunt when I came here because I was in that startup, you know, build a product mode, but I also had a personal problem, which was that I could not get my hair done. Um, Mm. So I had my first experience ever of being rejected from several salons. I was rejected Mm. from like five different salons, just trying to get my hair styled when I got here. And I made the epic mistake of, when I got here I actually had a sew-in in my hair mm. and um sew-in weave and I got it taken I took it out myself and I was like okay cool I'll just get my hair done like this weekend before I go back to work on Monday that did not happen um <laughs> so because I was not able to find anybody who was able to style my 4c textured hair and uh-huh. with my uh, background in terms of work being in tech and building companies and different things like that, I immediately saw it as a huge opportunity. And so that's kind of how Crown Hunt was born, which today Crown Hunt is a subscription uh, for stylists to get continuing education on how to style curly to coily hair textures, which is a big gap that has been uh, not present in the cosmetology school experience. And so that's kind of like my work story on a sure. personal level um you know i'm a disruptor i am not a rule follower uh i do things kind of my way i if i am delighted if breaking the rules is the is the the way the route and um and so what i love a lot is creating a product or an experience that uh, not only serves an audience that hasn't been addressed, but also demonstrates the economic power of mm-hmm. uh, diversity. And I think that's something that people and certainly, you know, when we talk about the broader business world, um, it's always thought of as diversity is always thought of as this um you know thing this act of of, of good faith yeah, uh, and yeah. Then what it really is is um is a money maker in addition to those things I, and i'm about both you know and so yeah. i think that uh in my career i really want to expose different spaces that haven't been served well and by showing people all the money they could have lost or they could have they could have yeah. money they lost yeah yeah so, so no, that's, that's I, a little bit of it
0: I love that you put it that way, areas that haven't been served well, um, because some of those areas have chosen not to be served well, right? And so um, I love that you put it that way. And, you know, I used to be natural. Um, I used to be natural. And I have that 4C, you know, mm-hmm. in the roots, it's, it's 4C underneath there. Um, and so I totally understand and identify that even you would go to different salons and they would say, yeah, we specialize in natural hair. But it, it became more of a, a buzzword mm-hmm. rather than, you know, them actually being experts in taking care of that different textured hair. Um, you know, so to, to have someone who is leading the charge in that area specifically, I'm like, yes, thank you for that. Um, you know, so that that's awesome. That's awesome. And so I really want you to talk about now, um, some of the things that you came up against as you decided to kind of forage your own path in these different areas where there was nothing for mm-hmm. people like you, people like us, um, who belonged in the space but had to have that space made for us. You
1: know, I mean, I would say that first of all, entrepreneurship is deeply psychological. Mm-hmm. You will confront yourself before you ever confront anybody else. So every battle that you encounter, um, you know, out in the field, out in the world, trying to raise money, trying to do all the things that you need to do to have a successful business, before you even can win out there, you got to win inside. And, um, you know, that's been a real journey, you know, for me, just being, first of all, I come from a diverse neighborhood, diverse school background from Chicago. I went to college in L.A. I had never even been in a place that had this little diversity before Um, the city that I uh, came here to work in, Boulder, Colorado, has less than one percent black people. Mm. I didn't I've never even I have never spent a lot of time in a space like that. And so um, I had to confront a lot of things. Prior to starting Crown Hunt and just figuring out like when you are the only if you are the only, especially in professional settings, um, what is it that you have to say? Like there's so it's not just what you want to do is how you want to do it. And so um, I really had to like work through that a lot prior. I'm grateful that I had that experience because now, you know, with Crown Hunt, there's a lot of conversations that naturally come up. Like, why do you think that the industry hasn't, um, you know, until recently considered all these different hair textures? And there's a really complex answer to that. You know, there's a combination of um, across the board, there's been one single standard for beauty, period. It's Eurocentric, but it also, there's a lot of people that are not brown that have curly hair that have been affected by it as well um actually 65% of the population in this country has curly hair which is crazy when you think about mm-hmm. that because it's like wait so that means they left out the majority of the people like yep. yeah because those curls are really different they're not all the same so if yeah. you're trying to think about a way to scale a business really quickly and to be able to dominate a market you want people to all want the same thing because that's easier for you as a business and so right. there's a layered answer to that right then of course there's like the politis the politicizing of hair and um certainly black women have had their hair be political for a long time and still to this day we've had to pass legislation like the crown act to even be able to wear our hair the way it grows out of our head to school and to work and so i think a big part of my process and this is one being educated enough to educate people who don't know right but also, you know, having to navigate, not getting frustrated in that process, uh, especially because we are also raising money. We are VC backed, um, a venture capitalist um, backed Company and we're still in the process of raising money right now. So I have to have conversations at every level. I'm talking to people who own the salon, you know, on the south side of Chicago. That's a different conversation than the people who own chains of salons. It's a different right. conversation than the people who run the cosmetology schools. It's a different conversation than the people who are helping fund um, our business. And so to be able to navigate all those different um People that you need to communicate with and communicate effectively, like you have to know who you are, and yeah. you have to know what your mission is, and your yeah. mission got to be more important than your ego. Ooh. And that's that's what I would say. And it's it's a real, it's tough. It's it's, yeah. not, it's not it's mature work. Yeah, okay. Even though it sounds yeah. like something as, as like surface level as hair,
0: it gets deep real quick. Listen, so, so I want to pause you right there because you said a couple of different things. Um, so first of all, it is mature work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that when you are a brown person in any business space, mm-hmm. you have to be mature because you never know what the person looking at you, what their experience is. And so for me, sometimes when I walk into a room where I am the only, or there's maybe like two of us, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the fact that people are going to encounter me and then attach that to my whole race. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's how deep it really is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, trying not to, at the same time, put all the pressure on yourself to like, you know, just be something so that you can, I don't know, appear a certain way. Um, It's very, it's very mature work. It's psychological, like you said, you know, that thought process. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's it's crazy. And so I want to know, what are some of the things that you learned about yourself in mm. this process?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So for one, this is important to say, um, I quit my job, my corporate job. I worked in tech. I did very well. I quit my corporate job in, I don't even know what year it is anymore, in 2020. So this is last year. It, actually, no. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This world... <laughs> This time is like since 2020. I feel yeah, like it's it's and, all a blur. It's like <laughs> this weird thing that I can't get a grasp on anymore. I quit my corporate job in February of this year. Jesus Christ! I didn't even realize. <laughs> but, wow! Just to say that out loud right now, I like totally oh so that happened. Um, I had been working on Crown Hunt prior to that, really getting it up to a certain point, um, being able to uh, walk away, you know, and have what I need financially, having grown the business to a certain point. So that was all up until then. So we are still very early in this thing. Um, So that happened. And then um, I went into an accelerator, business accelerator. Um, and oh, I was pregnant throughout this entire process that matters. And I just gave <laughs> birth to my daughter a month ago. And, uh, we also are raising money. We've raised over $150,000 on a crowd fund. Awesome. And so all of that is happening at the same time. So when you ask me, what have I learned? Uh, there's so many layers to what I put myself <laughs> <in> <laughs> to answer that question. The number one thing I learned is that I am capable of literally anything. Come on. Anything. However, <laughs> to do that with a healthy self, meaning like I'm all right mentally, I already have a four year old son. So I like I'm I'm mothering. Well, I have a husband, so I'm showing up. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I'm keeping focus on the fact that what I'm doing is bigger than me. I'm not just trying to just satisfy my own ego, like all of that. And then also dealing with, you know, no's and I got to learn this and I didn't know this and I made a mistake and all that stuff. Um, At the same time, I'm capable of anything, but if I don't know what my purpose is, I will fall apart. I have to remember that over and over and over again. It's like, it's a practice. It's not something that I just write on the wall on, on a something and then I'm done. Or I go to a retreat and like, oh, I know my purpose moving on. Like I have to repeatedly remind myself, what am I here for? Why am I doing this? And I have to remind everybody who works with me, why are we here? Why are we doing this? And that changes everything. Because then all yeah. of a sudden, when it's hard, you you still have the, the drive to continue. Right. And it's not like you limping to the finish line, you know, half dead. You know, yeah. you, you can actually rest too, which I have never been good at, but you can rest because you realize like, oh, this rest has a purpose. And if you can't rest for yourself, which come on you should all be able to do uh, or aspire to do, you could at least rest because you say, oh no, that purpose is worth resting for. Because I can't yeah. get and care. I can't
0: serve I can't serve well if I'm if I'm
1: exhausted. Exactly. So I think that I've learned the value of taking care of myself on a different level. Because mm-hmm. it was no longer just about me. And I'm just like, like so many black women and so many women in general, but especially black women, you know, I can do it all. I can, it's cool. I don't, it, it don't hurt. I'm not tired. It's fine. I don't need to sleep. I'm just, I, it's okay. I got it. I'm a hustle. I'm a get it. Don't worry about
0: me. <laughs> yeah. It's good until it's not, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we want to prevent. Right. Um, you know, just last week, like, you know, just like you, I have a lot like can't even get into listing all the things and you kind of get caught up in the, the fast pace. There's mm-hmm. always something. Somebody always needs something. There's always an assignment. There's always a client. There's always an event. There's always a service. There's always something. And there was a point where I had like a little meltdown. I had a little meltdown. This is Sophia. Say hello. Oh, hi, Sophia. Oh, like she has, she has that hair, the hair that you were talking about. Right. That's it's beautiful. That's, That's the kind fantastic. of hair she got. Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. I'm going to call. Okay. I'll see you later. Um, and so I had a little bit of a meltdown and literally it was just exhaustion. Mm-hmm. It was mental exhaustion. Like my body was fine, but mentally I had nothing left to give. You know, and I'm a creator. Right. And the the reason people come to me is for my ideas. And I had nothing left to give. And so when you talk about this, this self-care and taking care of yourself, talk a little bit more about what that looks like for you. Right. Like and kind of give us some insight into like, you know, how big your team is or like just like a regular day and why it's important for you to, to prioritize taking care of yourself.
1: Taking care of myself really begins the way, with the way I talk to myself and how I self-soothe, because I believe in self-soothing. And it's really all mental. It's like, if you, I st- okay, so here's a really practical thing I've done very recently. I started a hater log. It's going to sound real crazy, but I started a hater log and it's really, it's it's all me, first of all. It is whenever I'm doing something and I'm having a thought like, Nobody's going to like that. You don't, you don't need to do that. Or why are you doing Why are you even wasting your time with this? You shouldn't, you know, whatever the, whatever, everybody's self-talk is different. Um, But that like negative self-talk that happens when you're about to do something and all of a sudden you feel discouraged, nothing happened. You haven't had any, you have no data. Right. To support you thinking that this is not going to go well. So why do you feel that way? Right. And it's like, Oh, cause there's this, thing in my head that's telling me these things. So yeah. I actually started writing down those different things because I wanted to I'm I'm on a mission to understand um what stories I'm telling myself mm-hmm. even like kind of subconsciously. Sure. so that I can get past that or at the very least I can ignore it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard Beyoncé's new album. I am Not yet. <laughs> Beyoncé fan, okay. <laughs> so anyways, the album opens up and I'll give you the non-explicit version, but the album the album opens up with the lyrics: "These efforts ain't stopping me, or these people ain't stopping me." I'll say it that way in case you want to. These people ain't stopping me, and it just keeps repeating like, "These people ain't stopping me. These people ain't stopping me." It's really dope. Anyways, the point is, I was listening to that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm these people." It's not I'm those people. people. I'm yeah these people. yeah like even I'm not going to allow me to stop me. Yeah. So that's yeah. like a really practical thing. It's like, it's so internal. I really believe that. Um, and so I've just been working on how do I talk to myself? How do I, uh, when things don't go well, do I tell me, Or if I have a day where I have mixed reviews, right? Some people are like, this is great. Some people are like, nah, I don't like it, whatever. Um, you know, one meeting goes really great. One meeting goes poorly. What do I focus on at the end of the day? Right In the past, I would focus on the meeting that didn't go well. I would repeat it over and over in my head. What can I do next time? And it's not even always like total bashing myself. Sometimes it's disguised as productivity. And it's like, oh, no, I'm going to be better than that next time. And it's like, well, how come you attach so much to that feedback and you didn't attach to this other thing that was really positive? Why was your takeaway for the day? that yeah. negative thing or the negative yeah. experience over the positive experience. And so more than anything, I'm just trying to rewire my brain. I'm trying to right. get myself to actually focus on and consume, you know, the good more than, than anything else. Cause there's so much more good than anything else.
0: Right. Right. And, and I like that you use the term rewiring because I think of like when you're trying to build muscle, right? Like you, the only way to build muscle is repetition. Mm-hmm. It's repetition is what you put in your body, but it's also repetition of those exercises. And so when you talk about this exercise of isolating those negative thoughts and putting them on paper so that you can, you can see the trend, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm sure like in certain seasons of life, your negative self-talk might be different in the different seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can see it, you can address it. Right, Like if you can identify it, you can confront it. And so I think that's a really great exercise to put into practice because we will crush ourselves. We will tear our little selves down and, you know, talk ourselves out of our great thing, you know? And so you're absolutely right. Um, And so now that you are, are here today, fresh out of having the baby, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, super fresh. Like just you just just had like she's still she's just fresh. <laughs> um, talk to us about where you are headed. Like, what's the vision? Where where is this going? I am so
1: um, excited to embrace like all the things and the ways that I've wanted to live. You know, I think that when you have a vision for and so I'll talk high level and then I get to the specifics. I think when you have a vision for a company or you want to be an entrepreneur or whatever, and it's like it's, it's this big idea and like mostly what you're thinking about aside from the product itself is how you think you'll feel. You know, I'll finally be free from this or I'll finally be able to maximize my potential or I'll finally not be held back or whatever. Right. And then you get into the details and then it's easy to lose the why and how you yeah. want to feel when you yeah. get into the grind of it because everything's a grind. That's the yeah. truth. That's what you find out. You ask me what I learned. That's one of the things you learn. I don't Ooh, care if you mean. You know, everything. Everything's a grind. These yeah. kids, babies are grind. Ooh. They grind so yeah. like well. How did I want to feel again? Am I having fun? Is right. this what I thought it would be like? Yeah, and being able to step away and have a baby and like been I've been on maternity leave. Like that has given me space at a really weird time where normally yeah. I would be going extra but instead you know i was able to assemble a team and those folks are running stuff right now and getting things done thank goodness and i'm able to step back and i'm actually having this um moment of reflection at a time where normally you would never because it just wouldn't make any sense right when everything's ramping up but what's great about that for me is i'm able to re-ask myself how do i want this to feel Right. How do I, how do I want this to be experienced? So as I look ahead, um, I am thrilled to create a product that people love and that it feels like it reflects um, the true stories of people. So our, you know, again, what we do is we are doing continuing education for stylists that want to uh, advance their skills um, in curly hair. And what that really does, is it allows them to serve every member of their community. And right. that's like important. Like, how is it that yeah. we Creating industries where people are not able to serve their own, like local community. I'm not talking about some other body, somebody else's neighborhood. i right. talking your neighborhood. Right now, there are people who can walk in your salon and you can't do their hair. Why? Um, and so that's that's a big deal. Um, but then also I think just really get getting community together. So one of the things that we're doing right now um, is we have a crowdfund. The equity crowdfund. So that means you're actually getting equity in the business that is live. And we've raised um, over $150,000 to date on that. And what's wonderful about that is we're able to actually invite people into our process. So we wanna be really transparent about what we're doing. We wanna invite people in because the 65% of the people having curly hair have not been able to have the experience they want. Um, And then a lot of those folks are brown and black and they understand this at an even deeper level. So what we wanna do is to be able to invite people into um, the opportunity that we believe in, which is that as this business grows and scales, that it's it's not just a product that will help people, but it's a real big economic opportunity. Imagine being on the ground floor of Uber or um, some of those other companies, Lyft, whatever, um, early on, and mm-hmm. being able to actually invest and get a return on that. So that's the type of uh, conversations that we're having right now. It's not just we're in a bit we're in the process of building our uh, next version of our product, which would be a subscription service, but we're also inviting everybody to like join our community. Like let's do this thing together. And we want, when we go, when we come up, we want everybody to be able to come up with us.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. 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 I'm super excited um, for you. I'm super excited for the journey. And, and so I want to know now, what would you, what would today, Stephanie say to 17 year old Stephanie.
1: Oh, 17. Oof.
0: <laughs> oh boy. I was a rambunctious teenager.
1: So uh, 17 <laughs> year old Stephanie was a trip. Uh, who knows? Well, no, They'll be like, yes, then yes, you know. Um, gosh, I would say that all of that fire and all of that spice and all of that individuality is for a purpose. And like figure out how to be a rebel in a way that actually serves yourself and others not just is for an only um you know because being a rebel i'm i'm very pro rebel i'm tatted up i wear my hair how I want i'm cool i swear i do all the things you know and i got babies <laughs> but the thing is i am a rebel and i and i love that about myself and i've had to learn how to take that same fearlessness and use it to do things that people are afraid to do, like be a black woman trying to raise a million dollars, which less than two hundred black women ever have with venture capitalists. Like that's a scary thing. Right. To quit your well-paying job to go pursue something like this is scary. So I've learned to take that rebellion that I have and that I so core of my personality and flip that and say, all right, well if you're so bold, if you're so brave, if you're so fearless, if you're a badass, then go do that. In this space where you're needed, somebody like you is needed in this space. So take that same, I don't care. I do what I want and go do that here. Cause that, that actually somebody is needed like you in the, in that spot.
0: I love that. I love that using your power for good because you're powerful. And figuring you know? out where that
1: power is needed, you know, cause like there's a space where that is going to rub the wrong way. Yeah. And that's not that might be where you start somewhere like that. So it could feel like, oh, God, I guess I got to change. And It's like, no, not necessarily. You got to figure out where your energy is required to get this done. And then you take that energy there. And all of a sudden, it's like everything is popping. It clicks.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'm encouraged, you know, like (laughs) I'm encouraged because I went through that identity kind of like you know, maybe I should change so I can, I can fit this mold. Like when I was transitioning from like young adult to real adult, or like, you know, like that, that weird, like I'm grown, but not grown. Like I struggled because I'm very silly. I like joke a lot. And it was like, there's no room for that in adulthood. You have to be serious all the time. No. like, um, yeah, yeah. And so I finally refound myself and was like, "Oh, I'm this way on purpose and the reason you're mad is because you want to be like me." I get <laughs> it now. <laughs> so, um no, so I love that. I love that. Um so tell us how we can partner with you. Um what website to go to, all of that. So, um you can actually go to this
1: really easy website. If you go to the com. Um, you have two options there. If you are a hairstylist, you can go there and you can get on our wait list for our subscription product that we will be launching this uh, fall slash winter. And um, if you are a person with curly hair uh, or a person who's a business owner and you're looking to invest for the first time, maybe even in something that uh, you understand and that you see the potential of, um, you can also go there and you will be able to Figure out how you can do that because we have a live uh, crowdfund that's that's up and running right now.
0: That so. is awesome. That is awesome, Stephanie. I'm proud of you. Okay, this you just came uh, for for what it's worth. For what it's worth, <laughs> well, it's worth it's the <laughs> time. It's, it's been quite the journey. Um, yes, yes. A
1: lot of a lot of ground has been covered to get here. So. I, I can only you.
0: imagine. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, listen, ladies. I hope you're inspired by today's interview. Lots and lots of nuggets, uh, lots of takeaways, and and a great cause that you can connect with and become a part of. Um, and so, Stephanie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your story. Congratulations on baby girl. Like your thank future you. is so bright, and we're we're cheering for you. The whole Britney Smith podcast community is cheering for you. Um, and we're looking forward to the updates, you know, we're going to revisit this conversation a year from now and we're like, Hey y'all, Stephanie's back. She's a millionaire. You know, it, the business done popped off and it's just all over, you know, so I'm um, definitely looking forward to the update. Um, any parting words?
1: Um, yes, actually following uh, my journey is something that I love sharing everything I learned. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Stephanie LaFlora. That's my handle. So Stephanie Love Flora, L-A-F-L-O-R-A. And uh, I share it all there. Everything from how to do this motherhood thing while I'm uh, working to how we're growing the company. I just shared yesterday how we raised $150,000. So if that interests you, um, you can follow me on Instagram. Awesome.
0: All right, ladies, you heard it here. Make sure you check her out. Um, thank you for tuning in for another episode. We do this every single week. And so next week, we'll be back with another amazing episode of the Brittany Smith podcast. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl. I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this want to hang out with me every day head over to facebook and join the female coaches consultants and content creators group on facebook or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode girl i enjoyed our conversation stay amazing and remember you are loved you are needed and nobody i repeat nobody can do what you do the way you do it see you next time on the britney smith podcast